wounds can be self-inflicted and they can be others inflicted. Um, maybe there was something horrible that we did. Uh, maybe something horrible was done to us. And so we, we have wounds um, inflicted. Um, and sometimes it's hard to get over those. And this is especially important for guys to, to address because guys too often when we are inflicted by a wound, we try to hide it, we try to cover it up, we try to walk past it, um, whatever. We just, we just, we don't deal with it. Welcome to Authentic Conversations. I'm your host, Ryan James Miller, and I believe the way to freedom, fulfillment, and success ultimately comes by living as the most authentic version of yourself. If you're ready to live the life you've dreamed of, you're in the right place. All right, what up? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. So today I decided that I wanted to roll solo. I uh, felt like this was a good time uh, to jump in and just do a sh- solo episode, uh, share a few of my thoughts. Hopefully you guys have been uh, really enjoying um, a-, a lot of the guests I've had lately. Man, there's just been some amazing conversations, uh, obviously all centered around this idea of manhood and masculinity, but just from so many different angles with so many different experiences and ideas and opinions. And um, I- I- I've I've gained so much. Um, but from time to time, I, I want to, uh, I like to jump in here and just share a little bit from my heart, share a little bit of experience, uh, something maybe in present day or from the past that I believe will be helpful uh, as you are uh, on the journey that you're on uh, to become the best man that you can possibly be, to become the man that God has created you to be. Um, I also want to say that if you are a woman and you have been listening this season, uh, first off, thank you. Uh, thank you that, um, you have continued to support, uh, the podcast, uh, though, uh, I'm not directly speaking to you, uh, at the same time, um, hopefully, you are hearing a lot of these men talk and you are sharing this with your husband, um, maybe some of the conversations, some of the ideas. Uh, maybe you've shared the podcast with your husband and he's listening to them too. Um, I am passionate. I know you've heard me say this before. I'm so passionate about um, uh, bettering marriages and relationships and families. And so I believe that these conversations can help contribute to that. So uh, anyway, ladies, thank you so much. Uh, just so appreciate you. I, I, I'm, I'm not not thinking about you, uh, but uh, just pat the passion that I have right now uh, to speak to, <coughs> to me- <coughs> excuse me, men in this way is just so, so important. Um, anyway, on to today's discussion, on to today's episode. So, uh, I have been attending a men's, uh, Bible study, uh, for the better part of the last year and a half, uh, through the local church that I'm a part of Southlands church at Abrea. Uh, it's been an incredible place for my family and I to land, uh, since I stepped down as a pastor, um, they have been just kind and considerate and supportive and have gotten super close with uh, so many people there. Uh, definitely uh, one of the pastors, uh, the lead pastor, Alan Frau, and he's just an incredible man. I'm super thankful for him. And 
so uh, anyway, so I've, I've been a part of this Bible study. Uh, Al is a part of the Bible study too. Uh, and so uh, during this study uh, over the last year and a half, we've gone through quite a few different books, reading books, and then just reflecting on them and uh, some incredible books. Uh, Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland was amazing to go through uh, as a group. Um, we uh, recently went through a book on prayer by Tim Keller, just a fantastic book. And we spent a lot of time praying, which is not something I'm great at. So that was that was extra special. And then uh, in this most recent uh, session, um, which has been four weeks, uh, we have started diving into a book actually that Pastor Al wrote called Psalms for a Saturated Soul. If you've been following him on, me on social media, you've seen me share uh, maybe excerpts or pictures of the book. Uh, it is a phenomenal book, particularly in a season in which our souls are so oversaturated with so much hurt and heartache and anger and grief and frustration, just so many things that are not allowing us to, to flourish. Uh, anyway, so Al wrote this book, I read it and I was just like floored. It was just so amazing, so simple, yet so profound. Anybody could read it and gain so much from it. Um, but then, um, one of the leaders decided that we were going to use Al's book to, uh, to, to go through as a men's group. And so we've been going through it for the last uh, four weeks. Um, and so this last week, uh, we worked through, and I'm going to, I'm going to read a, a couple of things as I go here from the chapter, but, uh, this last week, uh, we went through the chapter on listening to your soul and, uh, to kick off the chapter, he quotes, uh, so the whole book is written around Psalm 42. It's just this amazingly beautiful Psalm that David writes and, uh, just so much emotion, torment that his soul is going through, and yet just a recognition that God is ultimately in control. Uh, anyway, so uh, the whole book is written around Psalm 42, but uh, specifically chapter four in listening to your soul, uh, Al kicks off with Psalm 42, five, which says, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil with me? And he just addresses something, David addresses something, I'll bring something up in this chapter that is so relevant to today, um, which is, man, like, why do I feel like I am in such turmoil? Like, why, why does my soul hurt? Why does it ache? Why am I frustrated? And obviously, we look out into the world and we see a lot of, of, of things going on that are affecting uh, that, but that's not all it. Um Al um, would say that really there's three there's there's three components that are affecting uh, this area of our soul. Uh, he talks about wounds, weaknesses, and war, and I'm not not going to explain each one of those because it's not relevant to this conversation, but more importantly, you could read the book. By the way, if you want a copy of the book, if you're interested, uh, you can uh, shoot me a message to uh, ryan at ryanjamesmiller.com, and I will do my best to get a copy to you. Uh, keep buying copies and keep sending them out, and I would love to do that for you as well. Anyway, so um, if you want to read the whole chapter, the whole book, hit me up, and I'd be happy to do that. Um, anyway, so in our discussion on Wednesday morning, we started talking first about wounds. Um, just these these deep wounds, these hurts, these struggles that we have. Um, and 
wounds can be self-inflicted and they can be others inflicted. Um, maybe there was something horrible that we did. Uh, maybe something horrible was done to us. And so we, we have wounds, um, inflicted, um, and sometimes it's hard to get over those. And this is especially important for guys to, to address because guys too often, when we are inflicted by a wound, we try to hide it. We try to cover it up. We try to walk past it. Um, whatever we just, we just, we don't deal with it. Um, so we got talking about wounds. And so as we open up this discussion and just started, uh, talking about specific wounds, we got on this theme. Um, as fathers, uh, we started talking about wounds from our fathers. And by the way, this is not going to be a bash on my dad. I, I, I love my dad. My dad and I are closer at this point in my life than we have ever been in my entire life. Um, so what I'm about to say does not reflect my relationship with my dad, or it doesn't reflect my dad now. It's just the experience that I that I had growing up. Um, anyway, so we're listening to um, uh, the guys share and some of the struggles they've had with their dads and how that's hurt them. And the experiences were all over the place. Some of their dads were um, not affectionate at all. Others were overly affectionate. Some were physically abusive. There was just so many different things. And so I just felt a stirring in my heart to share. And so this is what I want to share with you today was, you know, kind of what my father wound was and how I've dealt with that. Um, so I started sharing with the guys uh, that um, I've shared before, you know, my parents divorced when I was six. Uh, I was six. My brother was three. And um, it was hard. It was really, really hard. I didn't realize, um, I didn't completely realize how hard it was when my dad left until much later, which I'll explain. But, you know, even in the short term, when my, when my parents divorced, uh, my mom, um, she didn't have anything. She didn't have a job, no credit cards, uh, nothing. And so she had to go out and find some work and um, she had to do, she wanted to do the best she could to keep us in the house that we had grown up in. And so she went and borrowed some money from family to try and keep us in that house. And sometimes my mom worked as many as three jobs at a time. She'd go work a full-time job and then come home and go back to work at night at the mall or other places. And she did her best to make sure that there was food on the table. But sometimes that involved just hot dogs and macaroni and cheese and bread and butter um, because that's all we could afford. And it was always just just brown label, uh, generic stuff. Like we never, we, we never splurged on anything and we didn't get school clothes, uh, every year. Like, the, you know, that stuff was hard. I, I it, it, it wasn't like horrific. I don't think that I realized how crappy it was, uh, until much later, but even then, like it sucked to not have, um, enough milk for cereal. Like my mom could only afford so much. And if we ran out, we would have to wait until she could afford to go back to the grocery store um, or eating the same thing over and over again. I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal, but sometimes it was just like, gosh, I just wish that, you know, we could have something else. And so uh, being the man of the house and having to mow the lawn by the time I was eight, like taking care of my mom and my mom got cancer and having to drive her around when I was 14 years old because she couldn't lift her arms above um, her shoulders. Um, there were, there were just a lot of things. Um, my, my mom had a couple of 
failed uh, relationships after my dad. And so all of these things just made it very difficult and they wounded me. And I don't blame my dad directly for all of those things. Obviously, my mom was a part of that. I, I was a part of that. But that, that all stemmed from my parents getting divorced. Um, so that would carry on. And then, uh, in high school, uh, I got mixed up with a bad group of people, uh, and I got into fights, a lot of them. I had no business being in them. I was a scrawny guy, but I was always jumping into the middle of stuff too, because I wanted to prove myself worthy to be a part of that crowd. I wanted to prove that I was tough enough. Um, when drugs were passed around and uh, we started drinking in our freshman year of high school, um, it was like, well, I'm going to do that too, because that's the cool thing to do. And I want to be a part of that. And I just made a lot of stupid decisions because I had to prove to other people that I was good enough or worthy enough. A little bit later on in life, um, shortly after I got married, I was close friends with um, a guy that uh, was gambling, and I was gambling too. But you know, I was gambling—I don't know—twenty dollars a game, fifty dollars a game, and um, and he was gambling hundreds. And so to feel like I could be a part of the crowd and prove myself worthy. Um, I started gambling more and more and more and lost tens of thousands of dollars. And that pattern of needing to prove myself continued on for so much of my life. Um, for the most part, uh, when I came to faith in Jesus Christ in August of 2006, uh, most of that was healed, but there's still um, instances now uh, in which I am fighting to not try and prove myself. Um, and I didn't realize that that all stemmed from my parents' divorce. Um, until much later in life. As a matter of fact, I started to realize it uh, in around 2009, 10, 11, like in that range. Um, but I didn't completely realize it until 2020. And I was having a conversation with a consultant that was helping me to create uh, the Foundations to Freedom Coaching Academy, which is a coaching academy for men um, that I've just recently released. Yes, I started way back then and we're just kind of limping into it uh, for, for good reason. But um, uh, we were we were talking about some things and we were talking about the big story of Route 91. And he said, so is, was that it? Was Route 91 it? And and I said, yeah, I mean, that was just like the worst thing that ever happened to me. And, and then he asked me a couple more questions and he said, well, why did you act like that? Like, wh why, why do you think you got into all that trouble? And like, he, he was kind of like going back a little bit in my past. He was like being a therapist to me in the minute. And I said, I just, I don't know. And he said, have you ever thought about whether that was all the result of your parents' divorce? And I was like, gosh, I don't think so. Like, I mean, I was six. And then he started asking more questions and he was trying to unpack my story so I could help other guys unpack theirs. And um, I came to realize that the majority of my behavior was the result of my parents' divorce. It wasn't my dad's fault. It wasn't my mom's fault. But when my dad left, what I didn't realize until just recently was 
I felt, I didn't feel worthy. Um, I knew my parents divorced because my parents couldn't get along. But as a kid, I just couldn't figure out why he left us too. And I saw him every other weekend and we had a good relationship at times and we had a tough relationship and didn't talk for 10 years at one point. Um, I just, I just realized that by, by not feeling like I was good enough for my dad to stay. And again, there, there, there's some irrationality in that, but, but it was just the reality. Like it, it propelled me into needing to prove to everybody else I was always good enough. And it got me into so much trouble. Like that hurt that I experienced, that unrealized hurt in many ways that I experienced led me into so much sin, into so many bad decisions. And those were all my decisions, but they were my decisions because I was hurt and I didn't deal with it at an earlier age. And I shared all of that in my study group. And I've shared that story before in bits and pieces, but never completely articulated that way. And it was just fascinating to me how all of that stuff connected. And um, I guess I share all that because, first of all, like we're, we're all dealing with wounds. We've all been hurt. We've all hurt ourselves. We've all um, just made devastating mistakes that, that we carry with us. But I think that as men more than, um, more than women is we're never taught to deal with those emotions. We're never taught to deal with those hurts. We're never ta- taught to, to dig deeper, to understand why we behave the way we do, why we think the way we do, why the way we act the way we do. And until we understand those things, we can never truly be, we can never truly fully be the men that we were created to be. There will always be an emptiness. There will always be a gap. There will always be something missing because we can't fully be ourselves until we fully realize who we are. And those wounds are a part of it. And until I had addressed my wounds, they were just kind of forever scabbed over. They, they weren't actually healed because I just pushed past them. I didn't want to deal with them. I didn't want to address them. And I'll bet that there are, Guys listening, I mean, ladies, I'm, sh- I'm sure there, there are some of you too, but there are guys listening right now that this is you to a T. The reason that you overreact to your kids or your spouse is because of a wound. The reason why, and I know guys like this, the reason why you constantly feel like you need to brag about your success, your money, your strength is because of your own wound. And instead of completely dealing with it, admitting it and dealing with it, you would just rather project something else onto other people. 
This is the reason that there's some of you out there that can't help but get into circles of guys that do nothing but talk shit on other guys. The more that you can hurt other people, the less you think you're going to hurt. When in reality, you will never transfer any of your hurt onto anybody else. You know, when I came to faith in Christ, um, there is this beautiful thing that happens in which Jesus exchanges the penalty of my sin for the perfection of his life. But what doesn't happen is Jesus does not automatically heal, remove all of the hurt and heartache of our lives. One day that will happen. As Christ returns one day to redeem this earth, all sin, all sorrow, all shame, all pain, all hurt, every tear will go away. I believe that with my whole heart. But until that day, we will have to deal with that. And I was dealing with that for years after I came to faith in Jesus. While my life was far better after coming to faith, there was still something that was, that, that was missing, unaddressed. God had given me the tools to address it, but I had to step in to address it. And you do too. This is why I I, I created the coaching academy that I did. This is why I've created a free Facebook community. It's private, so you don't have to share these things in public. But I want to give guys an environment in which they can step into the arena and share their struggles and listen to other guys share those so you know you're not alone. You are not alone. You may think you are, and it may feel that way, but it's not the case. This is why I coach. I'm trying to leverage my experience coupled with my gifts and talents to help other guys live the life of freedom that they have been created for. You don't deserve to live in the prison of your wounds, of your scars, whether they're self-inflicted or others inflicted. There is a way out. There are ways out. I will say that first and foremost, that requires you to put your faith in Christ. But after that, it's going to require you to walk a road that may be painful. It may feel shameful, but there is no shame in being honest about where you struggle. And so if you've listened this far, if you, if you've heard me kind of step through this conversation and you have a question about this, I cannot encourage you enough to reach out to me through a social channel, through email, phone. If you've got it, you can text 714-202-9402. I'd be happy to chat with you that way. I want to help meet you where you're at, but I don't want to see you stay where you're at. We deserve to flourish. We deserve to find freedom in the life that we have been given, but it's going to require us to step through these things, to address our wounds. It's so worth it, but you have to be willing to do it. And by the way, you may think that that's a weak thing to do to admit that you struggle, but that's strength. 
It takes a real man to admit that you're struggling and a real man to be willing to walk through the struggle in order to get to the other side. And so my challenge to you is to do that. If you have somebody to do that with, to do that. But again, I, I, I shared with you through direct communication, through uh, the Facebook community. If you're on Facebook, you can search Men of Freedom. It's a private Facebook group. Uh, you have to answer a couple of questions. Uh, I'll read those and then approve you to join. Again, it's private. So that information doesn't go outside of that. Um, I want to give you the space and I want to be there to support you. And I want our community of men that we're growing uh, to be able to support you too. Hopefully that topic is helpful. Hopefully that speaks to um, some of you. Uh, I'm sure there's bits and pieces that speak to all of you. Uh, I appreciate your support as I always do. Again, ladies, if you're listening to this and, and um, there are things that your husband has done or is doing and, and you're not so sure how to deal with it, I encourage you to share something like this with them because I would all but guarantee that there are unresolved issues in his life that are holding him back from being able to be the husband that he wants to be to you. He probably wants to do better than he does. He's just struggling to figure out how, and he needs some support. And I would be happy to help step through that with him. Thank you guys so much for continuing to support this podcast, for continuing to support my business, my livelihood, my life. Uh, it is an incredible journey that I am on. Um, as far as I've come 11 years in business, a couple years of doing this podcast, I'm only just getting started. I'm in the midst of writing a book and I'm going to be sharing a lot of the things uh, that I share, like I'm sharing here and, and ways to practically apply that. I've got some exciting things coming up as it relates to the podcast. The Men of Freedom Facebook community is going, the Foundations to Freedom Coaching Academy. Academy is, is rolling out. Uh, so just many ways to get engaged. Thank you so much for making this possible. I deeply, deeply, deeply love you guys for, for supporting me and standing with me through all of this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Get out there. Do the best you can be to live the life that you have been created for. It's worth it. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Authentic Conversations. If you are ready to live the life you've dreamed of, I'm here to help. Head to ryanjamesmiller.com slash podcast to begin your journey. And if this episode impacted you in any way, pay it forward by sharing it with someone you know. I'm Ryan James Miller, and I'll see you next time on Authentic Conversations.